0: It's good. Thank you so much for tuning into this interview episode of The News Olympian. My name is Mike Schuber. I'm the titular News Olympian, and I'm here with the director of episodes five, six, and eight, the finale of season one of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. It's Jet Wilkinson. Jet, how is it going? It's
1: going great. Thank you so much. It's been exciting seeing uh, seeing the episodes go to air and everyone enjoying the show so much.
0: Yeah. At the time of recording this, episode five has released, and it is getting much deserved praise. Episode six has not yet come out, but I have seen it with my screener access and it I think will get lots of praise. And then obviously the finale is the finale and that is just so fantastic. So what is it like for you to be in this situation now where some people have seen it, you're getting some feedback, you know what's to come. How does that feel?
1: I'm really super excited because you know we wrapped on this at the end of end of 2022 early 23. So it's been a long time coming and um I've been so excited to Wait and see myself, what all the visual effects look like. Um, and uh, yeah, I just really was excited for the kids because they worked so hard for so long. I just, um, I'm so happy to see them getting all the praise that they much deserve.
0: Yeah. Now, was this your first time working with kid actors primarily in the main roles? I had done some IMDb deep diving.
1: Actually, I'd just come off doing Avatar The Last Airbender. Right. Yeah. So that was all sort of um, child actors as well. Gordon, who played Aang, was 12 as well at the time. So, um, no, I I just kind of came fresh off working with um, child actors. So it was was actually great. And I love it so much because they're so open and they're so enthusiastic. Yeah. It, It makes it inspiring and fun for us as well
0: yeah something with the enthusiasm i know walker wanted to do a lot of stunts i know he was excited about doing stuff in the water you had posted something in instagram where you were in the water so obviously this is the episode five stuff but like what was all that like did you have to get in the water where you're like no i'm going all in on the directing that just seemed cool
1: <laughs> yeah always all in on the directing if i ask an actor to do something then i should sort of get in there with them i remember way back in like 2005 i asked an actor Back home in an Australian TV show called Neighbours, um, the character was um, kind of naughty and was wanting to do what we call in Australia a nudie run. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ran around this cafe um, supposed to be, you know, naked. Um, so it was late at night. It was cold in Melbourne. It was a winter night. So I stripped down to my um, swimming costume and shot the scene in my swimming costume just so he didn't feel like he was on his own. That was fun. And I just saw how much that meant to him of like, no, he's, I'm in there with them always. And um, I said to Leah, when you jump out of that boat, I will be there and um, take up the take. Well, not even take up the take. We did one take because we really only had one. Wow. And they were so awesome. They nailed it. And they knew they knew that we could do it again. But if we had to do it again, it would be many hours um, for the reset. And um, they nailed it. I was so proud of them.
0: That is fantastic. That's so cool. And I'm sure that they felt you know, safe and secure and motivated because you were there with them. That is very cool. So because you directed three episodes and I know things are being filmed in different order, what was that like in terms of, was like just by being on three, by being maybe filling them out of order, how, how did that all break down?
1: We actually, actually shot them in order. Oh, okay. I, I was there from the beginning. All the three directors were there from the beginning. And then um, James left and Anders and I, continued on with the show and Anders went into doing three and four while I was prepping five and six and we just sort of tandemed the rest of the show so it was good for the kids because it was in order I mean obviously when you did the two episodes together in a block that's out of order a little bit but ostensibly it was as in order as it could be And they did really well.
0: Yeah. Now, when it comes to determining which episodes you get to direct, is that just completely brought to you? Do you have insight? Were you saying, like, I need the ones with Adam Copeland in it? Or were you saying, I need the ones where they slam large metal (laughs) objects onto tables? That was a recurring theme I saw in your three episodes.
1: Honestly, when it comes down to booking directors, it's it's availability. Um, I was doing Avatar, um, so I couldn't start any earlier. So, I was just really lucky. So, the way that the bookings fell really was that I, I was able to do the finale, um, which I was stoked about. It was really exciting. And in terms of Adam, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation unto itself because he is awesome. But um, that was just luck again because we cast him, you know, once we got, you know, closer to those episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, stuff about episode five, I loved it. It's so fantastic. I really appreciated the diner food, the pile of cheeseburgers, the mountain of fries, just uh, a related question. If you're going to a diner, what's your go-to order? What is your, I got to get this food in? Oh yeah. I
1: mean, I love hamburgers, um, fries, all those, all that good stuff, all the naughty stuff. (laughs) I love a good fried chicken, you know, so we, we, it was tempting, but they're not tempting because, you know, those burgers were sitting there for a long time. But, of course, sure. our art department and props department and food department just had – them on tap there were there were so many burgers that they were constantly um refreshing so they did a great job
0: That's great. Now I think something that is probably going to be one of if not the most memorable moments from episode 5 is the tunnel of love. What is love <laughs> needle drop? Was that a thing that was brought to you? Did you come up with that? What is the origin story of that? Cuz I la- I tears were streaming down my face. It was such a good moment.
1: I wish I could take credit for that cuz tears were streaming down my face when I first read it. That is John Steinberg. <laughs> honestly, it's so nice to have the feedback having done these episodes, but truly it's, it's such a team full collaborative effort that, you know, from the scripts through to the execution, there are so many people involved in all the decision-making. And honestly, that, that song was, was John and, and um, the the clearance department making that happen. I was just, I thought it was funny because it was so a song I used to, because I am the generation of parents almost now. So when he said he, he heard it in his orthodontist office or his dentist office, I thought that was so funny because I used to live listen to that at clubs, you know, so it's it made me laugh.
0: Yeah. Last night I was walking by a vintage clothing store and I'm thirty one for context, and it said clothes from eighties, nineties and Y2K and I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yes. Oh no. That's vintage now. Yes, oh dear. <laughs> yes, I'm
1: I'm now vintage, way vintage, more vintage than you. <laughs> But yeah, that tunnel of love sequence was out of this world. It was, and it was funny because a lot of the stuff we're doing on Zoom at the time, and I was doing Zooms from home. So my partner heard that song over and over and over and over again when we were looking at um, different cuts. Um, But yeah, that the tunnel of love was all done on stage. You know that that boat didn't ever move. Oh wow! So that boat was it was on a volume stage. Um, We had a big. They built a big sort of uh, tank of water. You know inside the volume. And they just put the boat in the middle and then the 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 volume moved around it on the led screens it was a phenomenal sight to behold i've i've never worked on something like this before that's been so detailed and rich and powerful with its production and its production design it's it's phenomenal
0: that's really cool it seems like a fun thing to work with now when you are working in episode five and also in some of the other ones, there's a lot of scenes where Percy is wet, whether that's his hair, his clothes, everything. Is that something as a director, are you ever behind the camera and you're like, wait a second, his clothes aren't wet enough. And then yeah. you got to like hose Walker down.
1: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's so funny because we shot the arch scene. It was a pre-shoot actually in the summer. I'm not sure why we did that. I think it was because of a location. I can't even remember it so long ago now. But mm-hmm. uh, he just kept getting dry because um, he he literally, he was on a wire when he came out. He was literally um, sort of on the other side of the fence. We hosed him. He jumped over the side. He did the scene. And then literally between takes, he would dry off. And we just had people with hoses just hosing him down and then spritzing his face. He was such a good sport about it too. He was, he never complained. He always went in. Full throttle.
0: That's great. That's great. Something that this is just like a directorial question that I have. And I, I guess it makes sense that you said everyone was kind of working together as a team because it still feels pretty thematically similar throughout each of the episodes. And one thing I find interesting is that sometimes when you cut from scene to scene, it's just like a jump cut. And then other times it's more of like a fade to black, pause for a second, and then pick up a new scene. How do you decide what is a cut? What has a pause? Are you making those decisions? What goes into it?
1: I think it's about pacing and, you know, the emotional beats and and the emotional button on a scene. And I think that comes a lot in, again, in the writing and the script, but also in the editing when you're watching it back you know, things, you know, even in an edit, an edit takes a very long time. I have a director's cut, but then there's a producer's cut and a network cut. Like there's a lot of cuts and a lot of people who see this and contribute to the rhythm. So I think there was a lot of, um, you know, finessing as, as time went on. So there's lots of different beats in there that could be something that I did or something that, you know, John and Dan did, but it's always servicing the rhythm and the the beat of the story Mm -hmm.
0: yeah is there any sort of little tiny behind the scenes thing that someone might not have noticed whether it's big or small or like hey fun fact was was there anything that would be a fun little like takeaway for folks at home that they wouldn't predict
1: oh i mean some of the things that sort of kind of um could be super boring but you know i'm not sure what's exciting but like you know they're, they're more sort of production things of like you know that silly shot of the bell when they come through the door and the bell. Like the amount of time and people it took to get that bell shot. I, I took photos because it was like there was like eight guys standing around analyzing this bell and the size of the shot of the bell and where the bell should go. <laughs> I, I just think it's so funny that we, got, we put so much thought into everything. I don't and I'm so that's why I'm so happy that people are enjoying it because the decisions to make for some things just takes. Longer than you would ever think, like that shot of the bell. And it, the, the bell looks great, but I will never forget that it was like the last shot, it was late at night, but we still cared so much about what that bell looked like. And then another thing in, in the Aries conversation, like we didn't get everything on the first day, and um, we were trying not to do stuff around the table on the second day because we had so much other stuff to do. But I said, We just need to get this shot. And so I said to Adam, Listen, we're going to do the shot. You won't be on camera, you know, so you don't need to redo all your big long speech you know, it was like a six page scene. He goes, okay, no, no worries. And so, but then when I came back, the DP put a camera on Adam and um, he said, oh, well, I can, I've got the camera. I may as well just do it and get him again. I was like, oh my gosh, I told Adam we didn't. So I went up to Adam and said, Adam, I'm so sorry, we we are going to film you doing this scene again. And I was so scared because I thought he would, he'd be upset because it's a six page scene. And he was like, sure, no problem. Let me just have a quick look at it. No worries. And he, did it all again for me in close-up. And and that type of stuff stays with me because we used some of those shots and he was so cool about it. I mean, obviously, you know, actors should come always prepared, but at the same time he thought he'd finish the scene. I told him we weren't going to shoot it again, but he was up for it. He did a great job and um, we were so thankful and it just made such a difference to the vibe on set, you know what I mean? Everyone was just like, oh, this guy is cool, like he's great at his job, he's kind, he's open. And he's, um, fun. Like it's just makes a big difference. That's why I think the Percy Jackson vibe is positive because the whole experience was one of the best experiences of my life.
0: Amazing. Amazing. I have one final question that is not Percy Jackson related, but I had spent some time in Australia. I had tried all the different flavors of Tim Tams. I want to get your authority opinion. What is the definitive best variety of Tim Tam? The, The
1: best Tim Tam is the original Tim Tam for me. Okay. The absolute original. It's just a milk chocolate. I mean I do love a bit of dark chocolate now as I get older but yeah no no I, I don't know if many Australians really love cherry tim tams and mint tim tams you just got to do the OG it's just milk chocolate tim tams all the way the OG original one like nothing fancy just put it in milk
0: not the double coat just the original yeah okay a a classic a truest pure and pure Jet thank you so much for joining this has been a delight the episodes are so fantastic congratulations and I'm sure that the praise for episodes 6 and 8 will be as great as it was for episode 5 which was fantastic so so congratulations to you and the team and thank you for taking the time
1: you're welcome thank you
0: Now, wasn't that just a lovely interview with a lovely person? Such a good time. It was even so good that at the end, I said a truest pure and pure instead of a purist true and true or through and through. I don't know. I had a good time and I hope you enjoyed listening to this interview. There will be audio from this interview to come in the future where Jet answers questions that I had about episodes six and eight, but obviously I can't post those now because those episodes haven't come out yet. And not only would that be spoilers, but also Disney would get mad at me. And as you all know, one of my main goals in life is just to not feel the wrath of the mouse. So those will be posted in the future but I just wanted to post all of the episode 5 stuff as soon as possible. Jet was kind enough to take the time to speak with me while on break directing something else. I'm not sure what Jet was working on, but they had a free 30 minutes in between shoots, I guess, and just took the call from their phone with their AirPods in and did the call from some field at some place where they were shooting something. It was great and fantastic, and I had a really fun time doing this interview, and you will hear some fun answers to other questions that I had about the other episodes that they directed in the future. So thank you, Jet. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you listening to this episode. I also want to give some appreciation to folks who have joined our Patreon recently over at thenewsolympian.com Patreon. If you go to thenewsolympian.com Patreon, you can get bonus audio, you can get ad-free episodes, you can get director's commentary, bonus episodes. I just posted one where I did a review, a video bonus episode of all of the covers that are out there for The Last Olympian. So I've done stuff like that. And there's director's commentary that gives behind the scenes about some of the things that I've been up to recently. So I I want to thank the folks who have joined the Patreon most recently, so shout out to our newest Ultra God Tier Patron, Anne M. Thayer Cohen. Shout out to our newest God Tier Patrons, James Johnston, Maddie Shepard, Ava Hess, Merlot Franzia, Gabrielle Poma, and Joy Mayfield-Stewart. And shout out to our newest Demi God Tier Patrons, Emily Swodoba, Haley Palm, Stephanie Walton, Man of History, Michael Rowe, Aaron Loves Tacos, Bookish Code, Heather Bourne, Elva Tang, Mackenzie Ellis Barnett, Devashree Shri Shah, Jordan, Those Damn Pigeons, Lilia, Leon Leanders, Mackenzie Mason, Panda McThunder, a.k.a. Joe, and Kirsten Simmons. Thank you all so much for your support. May Poseidon bless you that if you are ever taking an aquatic means of transit, that bad sea activity and wind never delays your boat did that happen to me recently who's to say i appreciate the support from everyone who has supported on patreon and i appreciate the support of you the listener for just listening to this especially this being a bonus episode we will have a new full episode of the new South Olympian up wednesday morning that will be about episode six of the tv show and our guests will be the folks from monster donut but until you hear that episode i'll see you later. This episode of The New Olympian is brought to you by Quince. Let's say you wanted to go to the Lotus Casino and you really wanted to show out. You wanted to look great. You wanted some new, fresh clothes, but you didn't want to spend a whole bunch of money doing so, but you still wanted to look really nice. Where could you get your clothes? You could get them from Quince. Quince has timeless essentials that never go out of style, which is perfect if you're at the Lotus Casino, since you will be there forever, and you'll have these clothes in your closet forever. They have a bunch of must-have items, such as 100% Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $59, and... I gotta say, I recently got one of those sweaters and it's really nice. I'm just gonna be straight up here. Quince, because they are a sponsor, they gave me a coupon code to try out some clothes and I absolutely love a shirt jacket that I got and I really have enjoyed wearing it all the time. I liked it so much that I bought this cashmere crewneck sweater with my own money just because I liked the Quince stuff. It's so fantastic. I keep wearing these clothes all the time. I cannot recommend them enough. And the best part about all of this is that all Quince items are priced 50 50-80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings along to you. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices along with premium fabrics and finishes. What is not to love? Truly, no joke, I have sweaters that cost far more than the stuff I have from Quince, and I like the stuff from Quince so much more. I've been wearing it much more frequently. If you want to upgrade your closet with Quince, go to Quince.com slash newest Olympian for free free shipping, and 365-day returns on your order. That's quince.com/newestolympian slash newest Olympian to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash newest Olympian so that you can look fresh and timeless for the infinite time you will spend in the Lotus Casino today. Arena Club is that you have full transparency. You see what available cards are there, what your percentage of getting them is, what the gradings are. So it is not a complete black box. You're going into this knowing what cards you might get. And I've been using Arena Club and it's pretty cool. It's very easy for me to look up different cards. I can favorite them, see what I want. And then whenever I want them shipped to me, I can get them shipped to me and then I'll have the physical versions of them. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com TNO. Wow, that's a wild offer. 10% off a $400 slot pack that's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash TNO for 10% off your first purchase. So if you want to collect some cards or rip open some packs in a more transparent way, whether you're a sports nerd or a Pokemon nerd or all sorts of nerds like me, you can use Arena Club today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The News Olympian. This podcast is created, hosted, and produced by me, Mike Schubert. I also run the social media and the website. Our editor is normally Sherry Guo, but I've been editing these bonus episodes. And the music is by Bettina Campomanes and Brandon Grugel, and the art is by Jessica E. Boyd. If you are enjoying the show and you can't get enough of it, well, don't worry. There's a bunch of other ways you can get involved with the show. You can find us on social media at Newest Olympian on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find the Patreon at thenewsolympian.com slash Patreon, where you can get access to the Discord, even more fun Community stuff. We also have a subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash The News Olympian. You can go to The News Olympian.com slash live to see if we're coming to a city near you for a live show. And you can go to The Olympian.com slash merch to get cool merchandise from the show to rep your favorite Percy Jackson pod. If you want to help out the show in a non-monetary way, just spreading it via word of mouth is super helpful, whether you talk to someone in person, whether you message someone who you think would like the show, or if you post about it on social media, that could be tweeting about the show, sharing you listening to the show on Instagram stories, sending a pic and tagging me of you watching the TV show, whatever your home watching setup is, whatever it is, just spreading the existence of the show via word of mouth really does help the podcast a lot. So if you do that, thank you very much. I hope you have enjoyed this and I hope you will enjoy our episode coming soon. As I said, it'll be about episode six of the TV show and we'll be joined by Emily and Phoebe for Monster Donut. But until you hear that episode, I will pursue you later. Step into the world of power, loyalty,
1: and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chompacasino.com.